issues because I like to debate them. I'm interested in psychology because I like to understand how people behave rather than what they say. Um, I'm interested in arts and poetry. To my right I have my good friend Karim. Um, my name is Karim. I've been coming to the poetry group for three years and I like learning and debating. My name's Aaron. Um, I was going to the poetry group but our 20 minute commute is, was a bit too long. Um, I'm interested in arts and humanities and really interested in philosophy specifically and I just like to speak about important topics because we need more dialogue on certain issues. Cool, um, my name is Phil, um, I've been coming to the group for about a year I think. I uh, came to poetry through writing songs um, and Christmas poems for my mum I guess. <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, I like to discuss things as well, philosophically, and kind of what's going on in the world. I'm Charlene. I've been at the poetry group for about three years, roughly. Um, I've been writing for a lot longer than that. I also like discussing lots and lots of topics, and I like proving people wrong on lots and lots of <laughs> At topics. At least you're honest. <laughs> um, and sometimes being proven wrong on lots and lots of topics. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. <clears throat> so my name's Olympia. Um, I've actually been coming to the group for almost two years. I realise in April it's going to be two years. And I, you know, I'm quite creative also, I think. <laughs> I love traveling. Um, if I had an infinite amount of money, you would not see me oh, for thanks. many years. Thanks, Olympia. Because I'd be traveling. Yeah. No, I had to, I, because you'd be paid for my travel. And you'd see me. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd travel with all my we'll, friends, of course. We'll you hold know. your bags, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would love to. Um, see the world and also to discuss issues with people, see perspectives from other sides, it's like not to be so one side really. Yeah. Cool beans. I'd like to present the topic of today which is are men and women fighting for position right now? Do we think at the present moment that men and women are kind of not, I wouldn't say conforming, but don't, don't believe that their current roles are suitable and think that their counterparts' roles would be less or more suitable to them. Uh, anybody want to take a stab at this first? Are we talking about swapping roles? Well, it's part of that. I think generally the question is, do we think that there is kind of a battle of the sexes at the minute between men and women? And obviously roles is a, a kind of a sub-subject of that. Um, I know. Th I know. There's a like equal pay. Yes, pay gap, going for example. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I think that is going on um, definitely. But I think it's more. It's it's less of a, a, a war between men and women, and more women trying to get the same recognition that men have. Okay. Yeah, I I agree with you can completely. We, can we? I, sorry. I don't think it's a battle, and I don't think okay. it should be phrased as being a battle. I think that. You know, there's enough stuff going on, mm. um, 
and I think it is a case of women trying to kind of make sure that the world sees the injustices that other women around the world are going through because mm -hmm. there are injustices that other women are going through and they don't have the voice they don't have the same freedom and the same liberty mm -hmm. as women do in countries like here in England yeah that's that's really interesting so that so do you feel like it's more that women who are advancing these uh, feminist causes are doing so in aid of women who are uh, in a worse position or are they doing it because you know they're doing it to kind of better themselves in their current position like w which one is it which one do you feel like it leans to more towards well it depends really who you're talking about and yeah. in terms of which types of feminism you are talking about because there are some women who aren't doing it for all mm. the other women and that is where intersectionality comes in you know it's about women doing it for not just themselves but for other women and there is privilege within feminism like mm -hmm. as i like to say but yeah so i i personally believe that if you're going to do something you should do it to raise awareness for other people not just yourself you know you should shouldn't solely have yourself in mind at the end of the day because that's just you know selfish yeah i agree with that can we um can i at not attack but bring the gender pay gap to the table because you did mention it i think we kind of went okay. away from it and i wanted to talk about it um generally speaking does anybody here know what the gender pay gap is for or how it's even analyzed for example let's say not in this country necessarily but in the united states um women specifically because i am from latin american background mm -hmm. i know that it's latin american women mm. who earn 53 cents per dollar that a man earns and this is in the us mm -hmm. but i'm not too sure of the figures here in the uk but i can imagine that there is mm -hmm. like a, a difference between what a man Earns and what woman um, make it. Okay. Yeah, doing the same job, but it's the same job. Alright, so I think it's quite unfair actually because I agree with you in a lot of other countries where it's probably more prevalent, where things should happen, it's not. But it's kind of um, an initiative for the West. When I mean West, I mean first world countries or developing countries where they find that there is a big margin between what women earn and what men earn. Now, Generally speaking, if it was focused on the roles of men and women in whatever position, I think that's accurate. You know, if I'm um, a doctor, for example, in a kid's clinic, and you were equally a doctor in a kid's clinic, um, that assessment is fair because you're looking at the exact same job. Um, unfortunately, the way the gender pay gap looks at it is it actually adds everyone in the same pot, irrespective of your role, because all it's looking at is your whether you're a man or a woman, it's not really looking at the job that you're doing. And then it looks at, in average, when you add it all together, from a man to a woman who earns more. So all working class people, whether you're a man or a woman, generally over who earns more. And obviously men come out on top. And from that skew, the initiative is to try and kind of find a balance or equilibrium yeah. and to, to, to bring it back where it's kind of even across men and women so that's kind of the whole initiative between the gender pay gap it's got to do with the fact we are a woman and a man nothing to do with the same job um 
and I'll probably just pre-qualify now because I've gone this far. My issues with it is it's obviously proportionally more men because the jobs men do earn more for a longer time of period because they're doing it longer um, and they tend to be scalable. So for example, jobs that are scalable earn more because you have people under you, therefore you have to manage people, etc. Um, and that doesn't take in, that doesn't, that's not taken into consideration. And also women tend to uh, leave work when they're pregnant or they're looking after children. If we're talking about creating equal opportunities for people to be accessing jobs of whatever, mm -hmm. I think that you have you do have to cater for the fact that women are going to have babies and they are going to potentially be out of work for a certain period of time, whatever period of time you've given them legally, but you have to kind of like put it out there that they, they are going to want to come back at some point. Not everybody will, but mm -hmm. some of them will want to come back in. And if they can't feel that they can get in on an equal footing just because they've had to take time off to have a baby, then it already unevens the playing field for women. Mm -hmm. mm. I agree, mm. 100%. Um, but then for me, that, that goes back to gender roles. And the reason I say that is I think we have... What I'm seeing now is we are disassociating ourselves from roles and assuming they're socially constructed, mm -hmm. right? That's the correct And no, no, I'm, I'm, that's what I, I see yeah, now, the, right? Yeah. And for some strange reason, there seems to be some common sense in a lot of things that we do. Mm -hmm. So for example, I think as, 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 a, as a potential father, let's say, I would love for the fact, at least one of us to have time off, mm -hmm. to raise our kid to a certain extent, mm -hmm. where they have that bond between you. Whether it be me, mm. whether it be you, I'm more than happy to take that time off. And if the system looks at that situation and says, actually, we want to invest because we know these kids are the kids of tomorrow. Yeah. So we will give that provision, mm. charge it to every other person that works and invest that time. So someone has to be a care guardian of that, that yeah. child. So I think the real conflict here is about who does it rather than who, whether it's right to do. Mm. Um, and again, that goes back to roles. It's like, okay, I'm happy to do it, but generally we see it as mothers are more motherly. And tend, yeah, but at that point, a lot in of this them, traditional but, lifestyle, okay, like but, that doesn't but, necessarily can exist. Can I finish? No, I agree, but so can I finish? Much. That's why I'm making this point because yeah. I think we're in a system now where we're fighting against gender roles and saying that they're socially constructed. But I'm, my argument is they seem to make sense to a degree of what we're trying to achieve in the long run but it's like okay so who's going to do it then are we just gonna you know have like a a prison cell for kids to just throw them in when oh, no, they're wait, 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 babies and then we all go back to work is, <laughs> living in this world where the 2.5 family units still exist and women can have the luxury of staying at home look first of all okay. our society and the economy and the state that we're in are we able to the rate of inflation, can we still do the same things that people in the 50s and 60s did, which was for men to go out, earn a living, the wife could stay at home, look after the kids and the family, because things were cheaper then, everything was affordable. How much does it cost to buy a house in London now? Could, could you realistically do that? So it's not necessarily just about changing gender roles, but it's also about the changing of the economy in which we live in now that's changing things so you're saying oh you know gender and the way that we look at gender is having an impact on how we interact as a society but it's actually also a lot to do with the economy that we live in now 
and the you know in the sustainability of having those the family that we used to have back in the day okay i mean i don't think anyone's disagreeing that we with the rate of inflation that both parents have to work no one's disagreeing with that i think the point here was i think the gender pay gap thing is a farce because it's pitting it's pitting women in my opinion against men to compete in a domain that they are meant to be in partnership as opposed to be opposing each other yes. so there's certain reasons why women earn less and it's not because men want them to it's because there's certain things they are doing that are adding value to society rather than looking at it as men are in power because it's looked at as men are in control and men are in power that's that's what that's what the gender pay gap is they not look at the world leaders look at how many world leaders are women how many world leaders are men like what about the big corporate companies how many of those ceos are women how many of those ceos are men are men not in control of the finance industry are they not in control of government are they so when you're saying that men aren't in power but they are they are in power they to are add on to olympia's point historically we've always associated power and 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 wealth with men and we've mm. always associated um worth and recognition with men so what she's saying is actually true if you look at the statistics and you look at um, Fortune 500 companies, most of them are CEOs are men. They're, in, they're the ones that, you know, they're running the companies, they're the ones that are respected, they're the ones that are going home to their wives. And not just and men, white men. Yeah, white men as well. So, But it's not always been white men. Like, yeah. it's just that now white men are, are in rulership, but, well, when I say that in quotes, but, like, throughout history, we've had different groups of people that have um, had power, you know? Um, and you know, like, in, well, in ancient Kemet, when Egypt was um, the global superpower, was black men. You know, um, yeah. uh, ancient Babylon it was black men. Like, yeah. uh, you know, only up until you know, fifteen from the well, uh, late fourteen hundreds to now, then it's the rulership shifted, and it became more white men. Right. Yeah. So throughout history, you've had different groups of men um, in power different but ethnic groups it's been men yeah yeah no i agree with you 100 yeah. percent. but and then we gotta ask ourselves why is that is that because um men just want to dominate women for the sake of the fact that they're they're women like i think that's the, the that's a question you know and i don't think that's the case i don't think i don't think it is. I, yeah. I don't think it is because i think it de for me it depends what you define as power number one and it depends what you define as oppression because I think and I'm not saying it didn't occur before because actually I do agree it occurred before but I think where we are now we have come so far let's say to reduce obvious things like for example not being able to vote for example right because that doesn't really sound like it was there's any utility to it that doesn't say that there's any sense to it right what, and women what, not being able to vote. Yeah, no, no, a woman no, had I'm to saying, fight for that. Yeah. Like women had to be thrown into jail for that. They okay. were beaten for that. They gave like, their lives for that. You know, they gave their lives for that. Like all they starved themselves for that. Exactly. Like all of the of the places where, like for example, like Queen Cleopatra and mm -hmm. all of those places where you find that women have had power. They've had to fight tooth and nail to get there. They've had to kind of like assume the attributes of. What men would do for them to be able to be put into those positions and respected for being in those positions. 
Um, do you... And on to add on what you, you were saying about what do we define as power? Money is a symbol of power. Okay. We generally associate money with power because mm -hmm. that's how society has been, you know, socially constructed. And also to add on to what you were saying um, with uh, what Charlene was saying about respect, with yeah, women, it's like it's for men, it's like a walk, and for women, it's like a struggle. You see what I'm saying? I agree mm -hmm. that there are certain things that looking where we are now back in the day don't seem to make full sense mm -hmm. however if I think we, we we take a broader perspective and kind of go into the direction you're suggesting that it was a walk for men uh, yeah, it was a walk and it was like a sprint or a run for women I think maybe we are we need to qualify what was easy and what was hard because if I reflect and I look back men were going to war right and dying so i don't know if that was easy but it seemed to be something that we did because we did it out of the country we live in and what we believed in and the value we thought it would bring back not to suggest women had it easy they never had it easy they had to stay home and look after a million kids which was not possible they women had it really hard right so i'm looking at it in a sense of we didn't seem to have it we both didn't seem to yeah. have everything easy we, we so how can we yeah. equate it to now one person like generally in men and women we had it better than they did that, that, that I, would be my my so to, 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 to your war point men kind of fought in a war that they started yeah. so it's it, it wasn't like oh there was a war and now the men <laughs> men step up and do they do no it was something they messed up yeah. or men messed up and they have to, Human you know. Yeah. And women were not allowed to, to enlist for those wars anyway, so they weren't given the choice. Not that I'm saying, like, I mean, that if I was given the choice, I would go and fight in a war that a man was fighting, whatever. You know, I, I would run from any war, right? <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yeah. And that's not because I'm a woman, it's because I'm a coward, first of all. Right? <laughs> me too. Uh, but, me too. You know, but just putting that out there, like, the women were not allowed to enlist in those wars. Like, the women, they were already given the role by whoever had decided on those roles, be the men in power or be their husbands, that their role was to stay at home, which is why, and if they did go to war, it was to be nurses that could nurse the men back to health so they could then go back out and fight. Mm -hmm. So again, like, to kind of like say that, yes, we, you definitely had your struggle as a man in a war that you created. Yeah, we're not saying you didn't have your struggle. What we're saying is that actually we, women, had it even harder because they weren't given the choice yeah. in the yeah. first yeah. place. I'm not saying that like women there are some women who do fight like back bringing it back to the modern there are some women who do take the whole idea of women against men thing too far mm -hmm. i i absolutely do agree but i do feel that there is value in listening to what's being said because there are lots of places in third world countries even here where some women are being taken for a ride and they do have to fight for them to get those rights and i don't think that just because we feel that perhaps now it's less than when it was before that we should say that actually it doesn't exist anymore i, I still feel there's value in saying well no it isn't equal for men and women. Women still have to fight a little bit harder for certain things than some men do. Mm -hmm. um, not in every arena, and it's getting easier, but it's still not level. Okay. So do you feel like um, uh, if, let's say, there was a, 
a massive push to make it so that which is happening right now <laughs> that certain fields were more um welcoming to women let's say like engineering the stem fields yeah, yeah. do you feel like then more women would be involved or or do you feel like women would still maintain like the traditional roles because of it's just a nat they have a natural inclination to do that or do you feel like i guess this this comes down to the fact that do you feel like uh gender roles are all constructed or do you feel some of them are natural not just naturally manifest themselves I think that if you give the women a choice, I think that more women will choose to have other things, but then it depends on lots of factors. I think traditionally women have been expected to have certain roles, and I think lots of women would still think that they have to fill those traditional expectations. Because of social Because of social conditioning, and that's where the social construct becomes in. Because I'm just thinking, I'm a Caribbean woman, for example, and... I, for my family's, from my family's view and the society that I was raised in, it's more acceptable for me as a woman to stay home and have children um, and to be in a nurturing position, as, as you'd call it, to be a teacher as opposed to, or to be a cook as opposed to being somebody who goes out and becomes an engineer. Um, and if I were given the choice, I might probably want to take on the engineer position because that's what I've always been interested in, but I might feel real pressured from my surroundings to not accept that position but be really kind of like appreciative of the fact that hey it is available now and because i wanted to do it i'm going to push my children to do it so that even if it misses my generation that actually i know that i can influence the generation like the next generation that's coming up it's it's never as easy as just saying there's the choice now you can take it you do have to consider all the other things that surround the factors that surround what charlene says it is generational so you have to kind of you know, as a teacher, you have to educate girls that, you know, this these are options for yeah. you. They might okay. not have been options for me or Charlene when we were growing up, but we mm-hmm. can, as teachers, educate the next generation. Like, this is, these are roles for you. And equally, likewise, for, for men, you know, these are roles as well yeah. that are open to you, you know. It's about education, it's about shifting, but it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. It has to be... Is a continuous process in mm. which you know you change circumstances for people. Yeah. But it won't happen unless someone does something yeah. and starts it. Yeah. So looking at like the Nord, you know the Nordic countries like Iceland, Norway, yeah. you know, mm. all of them countries. They what they for like the past decade. They what they've been doing is they've been pushing this um, this kind of evening out of the genders in all different fields across yeah. time. Yeah. Right? And so what they're trying to do is make it so that all these fields are more accepting of women. But what they found being the most like egalitarian, like Mm. equal society is that even when women are given the option, Mm. they found that women typically choose the traditional roles, Mm. even when the option is there, which would go to suggest that it's not socially constructed. They're not being engineered to want to look after children or to want to make the home beautiful or whatever it, it it's that it's naturally arises from the fact that they're women um, i wonder kind of going from Charlene's point as well it's it's like letting someone out of prison and you open the doors and suddenly there's there's all these options and you're oh, not so that, okay. quite mm. to, to, uh, too scared to to go into something that mm. i've never even done before oh, and, so nice. as Charlene yeah. said 
it might be the next generation then that does mm. it. Mm. But the generation, if you suddenly say, hey, 40-year-old women, yeah. you can do this now, they might say, I'm okay. too old yeah. to change my, um, okay. my career. So that, that yeah. was going to be my next point, was my next mm. question is, how long has this been going, going on for? I mean, after listening to your points, all of them, um, men and women, I would answer, are not the same. How do you equalize the differences in temperament and behavior mm -hmm. for different roles? So, for example, if we're talking about roles and we want to equalize it, fine. Shall we, shall we have a quota and say, when we're hiring builders, half of them are women and half of them are men? No, but that's where we're going, right? We're talking about equality. Yeah. So where's the line? Where does it end? Where do yeah. we use a, a form of sense to say, actually, men tend to be stronger. Men are more broader and their, their bones are denser. They tend to be able to lift heavier than women. So they, it kind of makes sense for why men go for things they can do, as opposed to assume that let's equalize it. And if we want to equalize it, shall we? But that's thinking about going the traditional way of mm. doing things. That's there are other ways been, yeah. of doing yeah, yeah. certain things. And if we, maybe if we let women do um, traditional ma male jobs, they might find other ways to do them. So what you're saying is we should say 50-50 of the people we employ are women for builders and 50 are, are men. Is I'm that not what you're saying like uh, make it a law that every mm. company should have 50 So how uh, do you change 50%. things? Because as, as we're going to now, going what she's saying, people are conditioned, right? And we have to jump in and help them. There's going to be chaos because you're, you're, you're pushing people against what implicitly they know is natural, right? Then it's natural for women to kind of have maternal instincts, mm -hmm. right? Of course, you have some that, that, you know, some women that don't necessarily have that, but that's not the majority. Otherwise, we'd all be dead, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's not, there's certain things that naturally... It's natural or we're conditioned? Or, or it happens in the playground, it happens at school, it happens in the home. It's what women are told, or as little girls, you're told, you're expected. Is it natural or is it conditioned? Is it what you're sold by your parents, by society, by everybody else? You're told as a woman, you know, you have to be this way. Who told the conditioner the conditions? Because we yeah. talk about this society thing, and we are part of society, but who it's told the conditioner? No, 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 it's, it's, it's about recognising it. It's about recognising that these are constructions, these social constructions are about recognising what we do as a society. It's about recognising the role and the impact that it has. It. I mean, I don't know who told the condition or the conditions, whatever, whatever. All I can say is that when I was raised, I was raised to follow my Bible. Mm. And the first story in the Bible is about Adam and Eve, mm. where Adam was in charge mm. and Eve was taken from his rib to help him do whatever. Mm. And throughout history, biblically, and this mm. is my conditioning, that's where it comes from, right. biblically, all of the things was about the men being in charge and women being out an after kind of thought of that there are in in the bible some parts where women have been put in roles where they were in charge but they were still in charge because a man allowed them to be in charge like i'm thinking about queen esther who went into the uh into the temple because her uncle told her to do it because he'd gotten that from god and she still had to appeal to the king who would kill her 
if she didn't do certain things in certain ways. I'm talking about the fact that when the men wanted to marry, they had to seek out their wives who they had to then pay cattle for so that they could have those women. So throughout history, and I'm talking biblical history because that's what I was raised on, it's always been the men that's been in charge. And it's always been us as women saying that we're going to be okay with that because that's what we've been told that we have to follow. I think we, we've grown up for generations and generations on stories written by men Absolutely. and men are usually not very good at writing stories from a female perspective of where female is the strong person mm-hmm. so kind of segue not so kind of jumping off kind of point that you're making um about what people want at the end of the day right because mm. you, you know you talk about um the bible and this kind of feeling that men were first and all this mm. and leadership and so on and so forth it's funny because what would happen if we said, you know what, we're giving away power, we're stepping down, we want the woman to run the country, what would happen then? I think that you're looking at it in the wrong way. I think again, like for me, when I think about gender equality and mm-hmm. women being given, I think about it as women being given a choice to say, like, yes, I'm going to go for that. It's not about yeah, us saying yeah, that we don't want men to be in power in yeah, anything. Yeah, it's yeah. not about me saying that, well, this is, again, personally speaking, yeah, it's not yeah. about me saying like, oh yeah, you've oppressed me for so long, I'm now going to kick you out and I'm going to just take charge. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's about that. I think it's saying to, it's, it's us saying that we want to be given the choice to decide whether or not we want those things. We want to be given the opportunity to say, yeah. like, if I want to be prime minister, I'm not going to have so many barriers that I'm going to just say, you know what, I might as well just stay home looking after my children. Mm-hmm. And of course, like back to a point that you made earlier on about the fact that if you are in, in roles at home and you decide, I think it's about you deciding. If if me and you are married and you decide, like, you know what, I'm, I'm happy for you to go out and work and you decide to stay home with the kids and nurture the kids, then we've made that choice together mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. and if it's working for us then it shouldn't be anybody else's business what we get up to inside of our house mm-hmm. and I think that that's where a lot of, of the misconception happens mm-hmm. because we always think again like that we need to be fulfilling some kind of role for society you know I know you don't like the word society well, but fine. for the people around us to, yeah. to see that we're conforming to some kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas actually it's about us and what we decide to do you know in our own house like i don't mind if i was the one earning more but would a man be able to accept that like i i know like from people that i've dated i'm I've been married Mm -hmm. and the man that I was married to we had that kind of relationship I was happy to go out and work because he wasn't able to work at the time he did not accept that he couldn't I don't know why but Mm -hmm. he couldn't accept the fact that I was earning more than him and there was no point when I made it a thing that I would use my money to belittle him because I was quite happy to go out and give him my card so that he would pay so that he didn't look small in front of his guy friends Mm -hmm. but for him it was always an issue I don't know what all the bittering is between men and women. I think we all have our roles. Yes, I will say that. And I think I I see it as a partnership. I don't see it as man versus woman. Mm -hmm. I see it as the coming of two individuals who add value to each other. That's what I see it. Yeah. Yeah. The the problem is we're seeing it right now as what I want to do, what you're doing, and you want to do what I'm doing. And it's like, but I want you to be the, the big man, but I want to be a big man too. It's like, how's that going to work? You want the man to be a big man, but you want to be a bigger man than him. I'm just saying what we yeah. want is misconstrued to what the objective of the whole thing is. What is it that we want? I think if we figure out what we want, 
then we can properly put things in place to say, cool, we're cool with that. If yeah. women are happy to go to work, bro, I'll chill out yard. Yeah. I'm happy to smoke weed and look after the kids. Smoke weed, really? You would be looking after <laughs> my kids smoking your weed. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's it. Um, I, I think, um, you know, just I think I know that we're trying to come okay. to an end right now. I think that, again, I kind of do agree with you that there are roles that need to be filled and people do need to fill them. Oh. I just think that as a woman, I would like if my roles were not chosen for me. I would like that if it was not just prescribed that I have to fill a particular role. And again, it is a choice and it's an agreement. And if we as a partnership agree that these are the roles that we're going to fill, if I have an equal footing in saying that I want this role and you also have that equal footing, then I'm happy for us to do that. Mm -hmm. As long as I feel like I've contributed to that as opposed to feeling like it was just put onto me. Right. And I think that I, I don't want to speak for every woman, but I do feel like a lot of the women that I have spoken to that have said things like that, that's the place that they're coming from. The fact that they feel like they've just been put into places where they've not been given a choice to be and that that's what they just have to accept because that's what's available to them. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like if I, if I had a choice to say that I could choose from anything yes i might still choose the ones that was given to me in the first place but at least i i know that i can feel rest assured sleep well at night all of those cliches that people say that actually i've chosen it or i had the choice mm -hmm. to decide what i wanted and that when i made that choice it was mine not somebody else's this was behind words Thanks for uh, tuning in and listening to us squabble, make some funny comments and uh, talk about really important issues in silly ways. Um, it's great for listening in. Uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll see you soon. Ciao.